Lightning and Noster. Okay. Brianna from Zebedee, Milian from Primal, Preston Pish from the Investors Podcast, and Sam from Wavelength. Come on up, guys. Yeah, yeah come on. Come on up here. Look, give these guys a round of applause. Uh, please, grab a mic, grab a seat anywhere you want. Um, all righty. So I'm going to pass it to you guys, and we're going to rock and roll. Ready to go. All right. So we're talking Noster. So real fast, guys, just go down. Quickly introduce yourself uh, so everybody knows your background and how it relates to Noster. Hello, I'm Brianna. Uh, I am the VP of brand at Zebedee. I also do a bunch of other stuff. I run TabConf with uh, Tidwell, Brandon, and Brian. Uh, everyone here should absolutely come to TabConf. It's super high signal as well. Uh, I run BitDevZLA with Andre, and I'm also a contributor at Forbes. So I write about Bitcoin and Noster things for them. Uh, my name is Sam Means. I am a co-founder of Wavelake. It's a music platform on Bitcoin Lightning. Uh, also, as Rod said, we're in the Lightning store. Uh, been doing Bitcoin Lightning punk rock merch for the last few years. And um, there's a cool little sticker vending machine in, in the lobby up there if you want to check it out. Hi there. My name is Milian. I'm CEO of Primal. Uh, we are a Noster-focused company, which means Noster is our full-time job. Uh, so I guess we're one of the few. Um, our uh, focus and our, our mission is to make Noster easily accessible to everyone. Uh, and we build uh, client applications, uh, caching infrastructure, and discovery services for Noster. If you haven't checked out Primal, you need to check out Primal. It's pretty badass. Um, okay, so where I want to start this is Zapple Pay. And the reason I want to start with Zapple Pay is because it's covering a couple different areas that I think are a really hot topic right now. I think everybody's familiar with the Zaps and Apple suggesting that you're tipping people because you're paying for content, which everybody in this room knows is total crap. So uh, I'm curious to hear your takes and really just kind of opening up to the floor um, with respect to Zapple Pay. For people that don't know what that is, you got to check it out. It's pretty awesome. Um, but the whole Apple debacle, I, I guess, is really the question. Okay, I can take that. Um, <laughs> so um, I guess the first thing to note is that, uh, yes, we all disagree with uh, what Apple did. We all disagree that you're paying for content by, uh, you know, uh, zapping a note that you already are able to see even without zapping. Um, but we can kind of tell that to the judge. Uh, you know, it's their platform. They set the rules. They didn't cave uh, against much, much bigger uh, counterparties. Let's put it that way. They didn't, they didn't cave against Twitter or Amazon. So this is not. Uh, it's it's not a realistic fight for us to have in in this matter. What they've done. What they've managed to do is they managed to piss off a bunch of talented developers and push them away from their platform and push them towards progressive web apps and stuff like that. So that's going to have an effect eventually. But they can just do that because they're so big and we're so small currently. Uh, but I think that changes over time. In, in a few years, I'm convinced Nostra is going to be, be, uh, be big enough that Apple is not going to be able to ignore it. And um, it will be like if, if you can't zap on iOS, then iOS is just not as fun. I think it will be like that. But I think in the meantime, uh, we need to deal with reality as it is. 
Uh, and um, the reality is that there are so many people on iOS that we need to onboard. So we need to do what it takes uh, to try and get Zaps back into the App Store. Um, so uh, progressive web apps are great, and um, you know uh, I really support all those projects. Primal is going to do a progressive web app for sure, but I'm not, there are no illusions that this solves the problem. Um, there are a ton of people on iOS that who we need to onboard, and not only onboard, but give them a great UX, give them great. Uh, we, we need Zaps on iOS. We need to find a way to put them in. Uh, so I think we just need to keep trying. I know Primal, we are, we are definitely going to try a ton of different ways to get Zaps in there. Because uh, for me, Zaps are non-negotiable as a, as, as a kind of core Noster feature. It's at the very heart of Noster. Um, and it feels like there should be a way to get, get them into uh, iOS, get them into the App Store. It probably will involve bending the knee in some way and paying the 30% somehow. I think that should be considered as an option uh, just to give iOS users an ability to, to use apps. Um, so that's kind of my hot take on it. Any other comments on that topic? Million covered a lot there, so thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it sucks because it's a bit of a step back. I think the the zaps is what really sets it apart from anything else. I mean, right now there's like, I think eight new or seven or eight social media apps that are basically Twitter clones at this point. So without having the ability to zap, it, it's really kind of uh, a gigantic loss in the momentum that was happening. But yeah, zap will pay super cool. Zaps find a way, but it's not reasonable probably to expect that you know regular normal people who are not super familiar with how to skirt around those issues are going to be able to set something like that up. I mean, maybe they will, but I don't know. I, I can't envision my, my sister doing that, you know? Definitely not. And also, like, kind of, you know, piggybacking off of that, when I tell any of my friends who definitely don't care about Bitcoin, um, they're, you know, they're just normal girls or whatever, doing normal things in the world, and Bitcoin is, like, the furthest thing from their minds. But whenever I tell them about Noster, it's always zaps for them. They're like, I've never received any money on Instagram or Twitter or anything, and this is kind of fun. Like, it's kind of funny that I can uh, post whatever I want, and someone randomly around the world will just send me, like, 10 sats just because they thought it was funny. So that still remains to be the main selling point for normal people, if you will, right? Um, and I think those are the folks we want to onboard the most, right? We want to like create a vibrant ecosystem of you know artists and musicians and painters and uh, technologists and all all types of people all around the world. And the only way to do that is to like you know have this differentiator, this main differentiator, which is you know Zaps. We love decentralization. We love censorship resistance. We love all of that stuff. But most people want something that they can you know tangibly understand, right? And that is money. So. That's kind of my thoughts on that. I think for uh, the Bitcoin community, it was just a natural progression and like people just figured it out really fast and just totally understood the value proposition. But for other people that are not Bitcoiners and they're using social media, how can we create some type of organic incentive structure that that 
pushes them to Noster as opposed to um, us just saying, you need to get on Noster, you need to get on that. How, how can that progression happen in a much more organic or natural way? I think just getting new content on is going to be a big part of it. I mean, Zebedee's obviously going to be helping with that. Um, Wave Lake right now is a music platform, and we we built a thing called, I don't know if Josh, yeah, Josh is in here. Josh helped us a lot build this thing called Waveman, which is our proof of concept for getting music uh, on Noster. And because of that, we were able to feed that into Zebedee when the social app came out, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just need more stuff. It's hard to, uh, you know, like when you see something like Threads pop up and everyone just kind of jumps to that and no one's talking about Bitcoin, no one's talking about decentralization. They're talking about, you know, their cat and music and whatever. Um, so it just feels very familiar for those types of people. I should stop saying normal people because that's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird term, but everybody knows what I mean. Normies, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just need, we need music, we need art, we need everything that, that she mentioned. So uh, I think that's going to be a big part of it. Like that's when they get there, they have to see it's a, uh, like a, a vibrant ecosystem of, of all types of things and not just like tech talk and Bitcoin talk and stuff like that. Do you think that it's going to be uh, increased censorship and stepping across the line in traditional social media that pushes people to it? That's going to be a bigger incentive than maybe uh, pulling people towards it through zaps or whatever. Do you think that that's actually going to be a bigger catalyst in the future? I think it's inevitable that uh, those big centralized players will continue making mistakes. It, that, that's basically guaranteed. So uh, every once in a while, probably with increasing frequency, they'll piss another cohort of people off. <laughs> and that's an opportunity for uh, them to take a look at the alternatives. And for those who think, think this through, they realize that the alternative is not threads because it's the same, like same, the new boss, same as the old one, right? Yeah. Um, when you think it through, you need something truly different, and only Noster is truly different. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I I also explain I explain Noster a lot, right? And I now can say it's kind of like Threads, but with money and not owned by someone. You actually own your profile completely, so that makes sense to a lot of people, and they're like, "Oh, why didn't I know about this before?" But I think in terms of your question, your original question. Um, we need to get like big content creators on to Noster, whether that be in fashion or makeup or music or whatever, like those people need to come on and bring their audiences, right? We can, um, choose to do, you know, as individual companies choose to do marketing on TikTok and Instagram and all of these places where people who are creators and don't see any money coming into their bank accounts from, you know, all of the work that they do and the thousands or millions of followers that they have they most of the time don't receive that much money unless it's from brand sponsorships or partnerships or whatever, right? And so I think speaking to those folks and those communities of creators and influencers, if you will, um, and explaining to them the value proposition of being authentic, right? We're talking about communicating to like Gen Zs. This is the perfect audience for Noster. Um, they're all about authenticity. They're all about owning yourself and your life and being true to yourself. And that's what we all believe in here too. So I think it's about, you know, communicating to the right audiences. You're right, we need content, but who's gonna create that content? Content creators, like we need them to come onto the platform, yeah. So when I hear that, I completely agree with what you're saying. 
And I'm thinking, okay, so what's the technical solution to remove the barrier of now I'm posting on Twitter, I'm posting on Instagram, I'm posting on Noster. Is there a technical way? And I guess this question's more for uh, Milan here is, is there a technical way to port over those posts so that the person, if, if they prefer to go to Twitter, they're making their posts on Twitter and it's just automatically uh, making those public uh, events in the Noster protocol and everybody's seeing it and then they're getting zapped for things that they were posting on Twitter, but it's actually uh, manifesting itself over in Noster as well. That's becoming more and more difficult as the closed platforms continue closing down even more. So that's more difficult today than it was two weeks ago before Twitter closed down their stuff yeah. even more. We actually had a hilarious feature in Primal iOS app, which we couldn't launch. We, like, we kind of pulled it out of the re release a few days before launch, where you could point it to a, a Twitter profile and we would scrape all the information and we'll offer you to create a Noster account with all of that same data. So we're, uh, it, it worked really well. It was hilarious. You could really like easily make Noster profiles. And then Elon uh, locked it down to the point where it was not really reasonable anymore to do scraping. I guess theoretically possible, but he really locked it down. Um, so. I mean, there there could be technical solutions, if, uh, but I'm not convinced that that's the that's the answer. Like, so you could build something that posts to Twitter and a few other things at the same time. Um, I don't know how much people would be into using that. Like, th there are tools like that already, uh, but for the type of mass adoption that we're thinking about, I think it's going to be zaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we we attract content creators. Uh, through a more attractive and more direct way to monetize, they come over and start building out content and bring their audiences over. Something like that, I think it will work. I think, yeah, I think, I'm glad you said that because I was having that thought right before. Um, you know, Bitcoin and Lightning and Noster are sort of going back um, retroactively and solving the problems of the normal stuff that cr got crammed in the internet. Uh, those solutions don't really scale well for the internet, and that's why 30, 40 years later, however long it's been, it's we're hitting these roadblocks, and it's why this stuff is all going to work. So um, I think trying to cram more of that stuff into this is, is it just won't work. You know, it's, I don't think anybody would want to do that. I actually think it's the exact opposite. That's the beauty of Noster is being able to have one account and take that account everywhere, take those followers everywhere. Um, I run a marketing, I run this little like stupid music uh, site called Wastoids. And that really good example of like how I use Noster for that is uh, like this morning we posted this podcast. I had to post it on, I, I have all the accounts everywhere just because I'm trying to build this up. So I posted on Blue Sky and Threads and Noster and uh, Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. And it sucks. I'm like posting the same thing everywhere. And I just envision a beautiful world where I can just be on Noster, have a single account maybe have some sort of dashboard where I can just check where I want this to go. If it's a video, I check these things. If it's a long form blog post, it goes to Hobla. If it's a, you know, whatever, I can just distribute it wherever I want to distribute it. If it's music, I send it to, to the Wave Lake Relay. Um, and I think that's, I mean, I, I truly think that kind of the features, I mean, never mind the money, the money's huge as a big part of it, but also just like the convenience of it is going to be a huge benefit for a lot of people. 
Yeah, also going off of that with dashboards and stuff, like I don't know a single content creator or brand or company or anyone that actually manually posts uh, their content, you know, in the Twitter interface. Like I don't know anyone that does that. You use Hootsuite or Brandwatch or whatever uh, to schedule all of your content across all of your um, different platforms, right? And each platform has a slightly different voice. Um, It'd be interesting to see a dashboard similar to that for Noster, or even integrating something into those already existing dashboards, right? Um, talking to Hootsuite, talking to Brandwatch, talking to the big um, to the big dashboards, and saying, "Hey, look, there's another social platform you should look into, and uh, here's this great API where you can like kind of plug it in." I don't know. Um, I'm not a developer or anything like that, but I do use those platform. I use those tools every day in marketing, right? It's it's uh, it's so important to have something similar for Nostra, I think. Yeah. I tried to run my own relay, and it was the biggest dis- disaster, like knowing the man. Um, I had it running, and the only reason I had it running is because I had a developer that helped me get it running. And then he, he shot me this note, and he's like, hey, just update the software. And I'm, like, there in terminal trying to, like, update the software. And, like, next thing you know, the thing just, like, totally clunked out. So then, like... A day later, Umbral rolled out their turnkey run your own relay. And so I clicked a couple buttons. It just worked. And I was like, okay, this is great. Like, I feel like my data is now backed up because I'm running this, this relay through my, you know, tiny little node sitting here. And I didn't really have to know too much or do too much. But my concern, I guess, is, is that robust enough that this would remain uh, decentralized in five years or 10 years from now, is is that enough for the end user that they're just completely incompetent from a technical standpoint and they're just clicking a couple buttons on some node that maybe they're running at their house? Does that scale? Does that keep it decentralized in the long run? I think, uh, I think we're fine there. Uh, here's why. Uh, the ratios between different types of users um, I think works out in our favor. And I think Bitcoin itself is a good comparison. So if you look at Bitcoin, you can look at the hardcore Bitcoiners who run nodes, and we're talking about only maybe 10, 20, 30,000 economic actors who run nodes. Uh, So that's the intolerant minority. Those are the hardcore guys who you need to convince to change the software on their node if you want to change Bitcoin. Good luck to you with that, right? Uh, And then the next cohort would would be the people who, let's say, own Bitcoin, but don't run a node, uh, but hold their private key. Uh, So, and that's a much bigger group. Uh, We're talking probably one, two, three, four million people. And then there are people who have accounts on Coinbase and finance and the rest, probably 100 million people. And these ratios work. For Bitcoin, it's perfectly fine. The, the, the network is decentralized and resilient with, with these types of ratios. I think we'll see something similar in Noster. We're actually already seeing something similar in Noster. Like, so you're an enthusiast, you wanted to run your own relay, but you, you don't have to. Uh, and uh, people who are enthusiasts uh, run their relays. One of the big critiques of Noster early on was about the incentive structure. And uh, you know, people are asking like, well, who's gonna run relays? Well, there are thousands of relays being run by people. Um, psychopaths. <laughs> psychopaths. Probably many of them in this room. <laughs> there's paid relays now, so thank God for that. <laughs> and then there's that. There's like There will be a way to monetize that as well. Yeah. 
so to answer a question, I think we're fine from that standpoint. And there's no concern with the with the paid relays that that would be a centralizing force, call it five or 10 years from now? Anyone can stand up a, a relay and anyone can stand up a paid relay. Yeah. So there will be probably fierce competition uh, in terms of um, running reliable relays for least amount of money. Yeah, plus just on a protocol, you have options. Like if things are being controlled in a way that you don't like, like Amethyst maybe, um, someone just, you know, forks it and <laughs> does what they want to do with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can always, there, there's going to be centralization on the platforms themselves, but you can't, I don't think there's any way to get away from the protocol. How about from like a security standpoint? So now everybody's publicly posting this and then you could scrape it. Um, you have paid relays. They're incentivized to really kind of understand the data analytics on this. Is that a concern that it's now in a very public kind of way that, that, that that's taking place? Or, it, or is there a way to guard against that at a protocol level with, uh, with an update? There is no concern because everything is public by design. Everything's meant to be public. Everything that you post on Noster is meant to be public. Okay, DMs are also public, they're encrypted. And that's a story in itself. But um, it's interesting when we were developing our systems at Primal and we were contemplating how to set up different servers and so forth. And the devs were asking me, okay, how do we lock this down? And I was like, why? <laughs> what, what are they going to get that they can't get otherwise, right? Like, so it's, it's a radically open protocol. It's um, so I don't see any concerns there. Yeah, just like don't post anything super secret or private on Nostra. I think that's kind of the vibe there. Um, and if you want to have a private account or something somewhere, else, I just yeah, it's it's all public. So like, what is the concern? I don't know. My my first inclination when I was using the DMs and I I know it's encrypted. I was like, oh my god, this is the most secure thing that you could possibly have. But then I realized that the person that I'm messaging with. I'm dependent on their ability to secure their key and I have no control over that and how well they, they manage it. So um, I don't know if that's worse or better than Signal or any other you know encrypted messaging channel. I'm kind of curious to hear some of your thoughts or, on or that. Or if you're even talking to them, because there's not, I mean, you can verify on profiles, but in, in DMs on most clients, it's actually, you just kind of assume you're talking to the person. Yeah. But a couple of times I've realized, oh, this isn't who I think it is. I should probably not respond. <laughs> Uh, your question whether this is worse than Signal, the answer is yes, this is worse than Signal. Like um, DMs in Noster are not, are probably the weakest part of the protocol from that standpoint. Um, because the, um, the graph is visible. So if you message me, uh, people won't necessarily know what the content of the message was, but they know Preston, Preston messaged me on, on such and such date. And here's the encrypted. Uh, yeah, go log in as Jack on Primal. <laughs> you can do that. You can see. Oh, you can log in as with his MPUB. There's that's yeah. another yeah, kind like, of example of radical openness. Yeah, but you, you can, can see it. you can see what's going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think for me the biggest thing that I, I'm not personally very worried about people seeing whom I'm messaging. I don't care. And I'm again, I'm not going to message someone that I don't want you know everyone to know about. 
Um, but I, I'm also not personally concerned about someone logging in as my NPUB because, like, who am I, you know? Um, but I do think one thing that would make Nostr really awesome is if we had group chats um, in DMs, yeah. right? If we could, like, open up group chats and have, like, you know, built-in communities, uh, kind of like Telegram, right? I think that would be really awesome um, just because, like, you know, none of that's really private. You know, anyone can join the group chat, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think, again, it's about not necessarily like recreating what already exists, but building what you envision the future to be right now, right? And just to be clear, my previous comments about uh, DMs being, you know, uh, the weakest part of the protocol, uh, it's true, but it's being worked on. Uh, you know, Noster protocol developers are not happy with this, and you, you're... You, Brianna, you, you mentioned you wanted to have group chats and they should be secure and all that. We're going to get all of that. We're going to get everything we want. Uh, because we have this, we just will. The incentives are there to build, uh, to build this. Uh, and uh, so we have the, the core, we have this open network with an open social graph that anyone can uh, build on where everything is uh, secured cryptographically and everyone has their kind of key pairs, that's the core of it, and it's working. And the network is is growing. We'll build everything else out. We'll fix the protocol where need be. We probably will, at some point, replace the protocol, protocol for DMs with something better. Uh, but uh, I'm super optimistic that this all of this gets uh, so much better pretty quickly, actually. Also, on that note, I just um, kind of wanted to talk about this this cool thing in the ZBD app right now. It, it's it's a wait list, so if you're on it, you know, great, you'll probably get onboarded soon. But um, within the DMs, we actually have the ability to like, I have the ability to zap my friends in DMs. So like, it's part of the conversation that we're having. Money is now like infused into that conversation. And it's just like supernatural. It's like, hey, um, I need you to pay me back right now for this thing. And then you just send it through and it's it's done. It's easy. You're already like, are able to pay actually physically within the DMs. It would be great to see that in other Nostra clients too, because it really separates Nostra DMs from what currently exists right now. Like on Signal, you can't send money to someone in Signal. You can't press pay and then send money immediately. So I think just like building out features within DMs that differentiates it from other messaging, you know, apps and stuff, I think that's really going to be uh, the big seller for people, right? And they're just going to use it for different things. I use Telegram for certain things and Signal for certain things and Nostra for certain things. So it's okay. It's not going to replace, you know, it's not going to replace one single thing because everyone uses a different sort of messaging app all the time. I think, I think that's pretty normal. I was super jealous when I found out that uh, Bitcoin Park had their own NPUB uh, that was mined and it was like super sleek and sexy. And here I was, I just took the very first thing that like popped out. Same. And so Same. my question is, is there going to be a way in a future update at the protocol level where we can port our old, uh, and pop to a new one so that we can all be cool like Rod and Bitcoin Park. Uh, that's a hot topic that's being investigated and discussed. Like it's it's clear that we need better kind of key management uh, in, in Noster. So that's another example where work is being done. I also just uh, I. 
again, normal people, which we're talking about constantly, but normal people, they look at the NPUB, everyone I've onboarded, they're just like, what is that? What is that horrible string of numbers right there? And can I remove it from my profile? And I'm like, no, that is actually like how people find you here. And they're like, I, this is my username, though. My username is, you know, Gina at ZBD.GG. I don't need anything else. Why do I need this other thing? So I think it'll be interesting to see how that evolves when more normies get onboarded, right? I, I don't know if that's like even a desire of people eventually in like five to 10 years. They're not even going to care. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. But Yeah, it's also really easy to confuse it with your private key, which kind of sucks <laughs> about that. So this next question is pretty technical. Uh, I think it is I because I don't even fully understand the question. Um, <laughs> but I put a, I, you know, I put out a note on Nostra before we did this, and Fiat Jeff uh, responded, and this is how he responded: niche relays, community relays, thematic relays, single-purpose relays, and relays with weird rules and incentives. So what's he getting at with his question? Because I didn't understand it. Well, Preston, I have no idea. <laughs> You want me to uh, decipher what's in Fiat Jeff's mind? Uh, actually, I think I, I know what you might be talking about. Uh, so the idea is to have some relays that are specialized for certain types of things. So for example, we could have a Bitcoin Park relay or maybe Lightning Summit relay, the relay that just is set up to uh, serve the needs of this conference. And maybe it's a paid relay that, or, or some sort of like gated relay that only attendees get. Um, so when you play around with this concept of relays for specific purposes, and if, if clients implement easy ways to switch between all of these different contexts, crazy things can, can happen. It's, it's kind of like the idea of a, a relay being a different type of feed, like joining a certain relay and being able to switch it on and off, right? And, and being able to see, okay, I just want to see this feed right now, or I just want to post to this feed, right? I think, I think the, from like a normal user standpoint, that would be pretty cool, right? Because especially with Gen Z, they're all about curation. And, um, you know, most, most young kids, like they're switching between like five or six or seven different accounts because they are interested in different niche topics, right? And so if you have that ability without maybe even calling it a relay, like call it something like a feed or something, something that's a little bit more, that's another problem I have with Nostra is like all the words are very confusing for anyone who isn't technical, um, but that can evolve. But it's like, yeah, if you can switch between a bunch of different relays and kind of, you know, have niche topics that you want to join, that's super cool. Um, it's just a matter of like, when, when different clients do implement that, think about the language around it, think about um, you know, the user experience, not from a technical user, but from a, a normal person perspective. And I think that's something that, like, I, I keep trying to tell people is, like, build for your little sister. Build for your, like, you know, 18-year-old nephew or whatever, not for, for you. Those are the ones that are going to be using this stuff in the future. Yeah, I really like the idea of a specialized relay in music, too, for artists to kind of replace the the Patreon model, things like that, where, you know, you could... You could have a special side relay for people who maybe they're they're getting your your basic content or whatever on the on their account that you're following. But you, if, I don't like paywall, so let's not call it a paywall. Let's just say you're you've supported at a certain level as a fan, and you just get access to this this special place where like maybe a live stream is happening or or, or demos are being made. So 
think that's a really cool use case for that as well. Is something like spaces that we're seeing on Twitter, is that something that is going to be possible from a technical standpoint on Nostr? Because I just look at the the quality, like you're just able to get a, a much higher bandwidth uh, discussion happening on spaces versus, you know, this thread that just lasts forever and goes in 20 different directions. I think that's a really important thing that's really materialized itself over the last couple of years that really needs to be available and quickly accessible on any type of client. So where do you see that going? I mean, there's, there's Noster nests right now, which is, which is basically that, but probably the the access to it could probably get a little bit better, but um, I think it's more of a UX. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just about the clients being able to implement that in, in a better way, rather than it just being a post that you could easily miss in a thread. We can talk about the user growth and all that, all that stuff. But for me, it's when I when I log into Noster, just this, I mean, three hours before we had this conversation and I posted, hey, what's what's topics that you think should be discussed? And the signal that is in the replies is such a drastic contrast than if I would have made that same post on Twitter where I have more followers and you would think you would be able to see a, a lot of signal in the comments. You would just see bots and just just stupid comments, right? But on Nostra, it was literally every single comment was a high quality comment that is just all high signal. So I guess my question is, is in a year from now, do the bots start getting into that and distorting the signal? Or is there something else that's happening that is allowing it to remain like this really high signal environment? I think there's also the potential for really good bots to appear, like positive robots that actually create interesting content on Nostra for people to engage with. Um, but that's like a separate... From like an AI standpoint, you're saying is... Yeah, just a- like if you, for example, um, I I run a bunch of different Nostra accounts just because I have fun with it and I like to see different content on there, right? Not just talking about Bitcoin Nostra all day long. So for example, like, you know, I have a fresh memes account that I run and I just like, you know, I laugh at myself and I just like post funny memes all the time and I schedule them. Um, But I I, I would love to see like a meme bot, for example, pop up and you can decide to follow the meme bot, right? That would be really cool. So I think people can do fun stuff with bots. It doesn't necessarily have to be negative. Um, Maybe they're like called robots or something, but from like the engagement standpoint, I totally, I totally feel you. I don't know how that's going to be mitigated in the future like without some form of you know censorship which is not what we want so i I have no idea but i think there are ways around it um i don't know if it'll work but i remember like the first time i joined a tribe on sphinx there's like an escrow thing i believe like the the owner of the tribe could set like it's a it's a hundred sats to join this tribe so maybe a a high profile user could say, Hey, if you want to follow me, it's a hundred sats, which it's not a paywall. You get it back, you know, like it comes back after 48 hours or whatever. So I thought I was thought that was a really smart way to sort of get around that. So I think things like that would be implemented and would probably solve a lot of it. Cause there are bots there. Now I posted something yesterday and I had like 10 gibberish bots, you know, immediately posting on stuff. So I, I think that's the question is just, is the environmental setting of this technology different than Twitter and all the other legacy social platforms that will enable us to filter the low signal and noise out better than what exists today because relays i guess i don't know i think so and the answer is sats 
and Bitcoin yeah. and Lightning it is a powerful weapon to to yeah. fight the bots. Yeah, we have a we have a ten sat minimum, which is nominal on Wavelake, but we haven't had a single shred of spam on it just from doing that. You know, since you have competition at the client level, somebody's going to roll that out that has this uh, deposit that you submit to into the. I got it. Okay, sorry. Uh, where are we at here? Well, where we're at is time. At time. Yeah. Give these uh, folks a round of applause, please. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I'm so jacked up about Noster. I hope everybody comes to Nosterville in November. I keep chilling it, but it's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, you folks, one more time, round of applause for these folks. We're going to...